The unwritten rules of Facebook. It cut all of our ad costs by over 70%. How do you want to be able to take in all of this data that's around us? Some of these campaigns have done up to $20 million in sales. I think this is going to be the future for the next 10 years. And now here is The Win with your hostess, serial entrepreneur, marketeer, and chief sexy boss, Heather Havenwood. Look, our whole world revolves around our iPhone, iPad, Droid. You know they say we look at our phones on average 150 times a day? And if you're a small business and want to actually grow, you need to reach people where they're looking at and listening the most, their smartphones. See, marketing via text messaging is a great way to start, and it's super easy. Just text the word START to 72000 to learn more about my friends at Mobit. They're marketing experts, and they will show you how to use text messaging for your business and to get more leads and convert them amazingly. Again, text the word START to 72000. Again, that's text the word START, S-T-A-R-T, to 72000. Hi, my name is Heather Havenwood, and I'm known as the Chief Sexy Boss, and today we have Jim Palmer on the line. Jim, are you there? I am, Heather. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I want to share that I just got your book in the mail for the second time. I had someone else send it to me. Did you know that? I did not. Man, it, that's like a kind of omen or it something. It is. Like, read this book. I actually just started reading this book. It's called Decide, and I just love it because here I am opening the book. I'm like, we already had this book, and then there's this big word called Decide in front of me. and thinking, wow, that's ironic since I'm in the middle of the process of deciding a bunch of things in my life. So thank you for sending me your book twice. That's awesome. Well, you know, maybe what's going on is we just, we released a year ago. That was mm. book number six. And it had such a huge reaction because my previous five books were really, you know, they're marketing, they're all marketing and business building books, but dealing a lot with strategies and profit booster, things like that. Mm. This book is really about the mindset because what I believe is that, you know, the skill and talent you have and the drive, work ethic, your ambition, all of that, your moral compass, that all makes up the machine that is your business, but it's the mindset that fuels that machine. So mm. that was a big reason I wrote that book. Well, congratulations. I haven't read it completely, to be totally honest, because I just opened up the second one last night, right before I interviewed you, right? So I'm like, oh, look at that. How perfect is that? I'm about to interview him tomorrow. So let's just give people a background of who you are so we can get and get a structure of that. And then we can kind of go into some other things. So who are you, Jim? Who are you? You're a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, so I'll give you the short version. I started working when I was 15. My goal was to become a VP when I was 40, and I did that. When at 41, my position was eliminated, kind of battled through 15 months of unemployment, and just for good measure, I was also diagnosed with cancer during that unemployed period of my mm. life. So in October of 2001, kind of really at the lowest point in my life, I figured there's nowhere to go but up. So I decided even though I was broken in debt, I started my first business. About five years later, we were doing multiple six figures, but well, I say we, I, because I was chief cook and bottle washer. I had no employees. And even though I was making decent money, I was doing everything and I was quickly going to burn out. And I also kind of reached the ceiling where I couldn't really grow if I didn't add a support staff, which I didn't want to have. So I started to rebrand myself and, you know, a big mentor of mine for all these years, similar to you is Dan Kennedy. And I learned about leverage and the power of celebrity. I basically created a newsletter guru, launched my second business called No Hassle Newsletters, where we provide newsletter templates, done-for-you templates, content to people all over this country in about eight different countries. Then that just started a chain reaction of multiple. I think I got 
five businesses right now, not counting my coaching program. So we just kept going from there. That's the short version. We'll see where you want to go with that. The short version of that. Well, you and I definitely had the same mentor, Dan Kennedy. I remember years ago, we're talking 2016 now, this is like 2001 or two. Someone showed me this entire room full of Dan Kennedy newsletters and information products. And I thought, who's this Dan Kennedy guy? 2001, 2002. So I find that interesting. Now I have a lot of friends through the years through that network. So, so tell us kind of where you're, you know, you actually have an event, either past or coming up, correct? Yeah, it's called Dream Business yeah. Academy. Tell us about I, that. I started that three years ago. I started doing two a year, and then I decided in 2016, well, you know, I created what I call my own dream business, and part of that is enjoying some time off, <laughs> and it's a whole lot of work doing a live event. So I, in 2016, I'm committed to doing one, and it is going to be May 4th, 5th, and 6th in San Diego. Mm. And it's a three-day event, really mm. unlike any other, because it's a pitch-free zone. It's 100% teaching content. I teach what I call my million-dollar platform, which is how you grow dream business, multiple streams of revenue, all the different ways that I market and grown my businesses and continue to do so. And I bring several people on my team and some other speakers. Again, they pitch nothing. It's 100% content. We do a number of hot seats. Well, I actually call them profit seats. We kind of do some business makeovers. So it's an amazing event. We changed lives at that event, which is kind of cool. So that's uh, May 4th, 5th, and 6th in San Diego. I love that. I love that. You know, you're right about events. I think events, by the way, are coming back. I call it like back in the groove or something. It's, they're becoming hot again. However, events are hard. They really are challenging. And after, you know, I did over almost seven years of traveling the country, then produce over 350 events. Wow. And yeah, crazy, right? From everything from big pitch events, as you call it, pitch events where people that, you know, stand up and they people every two hours or so to just full content or masterminds, everything in between. And, you know, I was so used to doing them and then being online. And a couple of years ago, I did a, another event with Joe Sugarman, Joe Polish and myself. And man, I was like, God, this is hard. <laughs> You know, it, this is hard. What a lot of people don't realize, Heather, and you certainly do, is that when you you can't even promote it until you have a date and you have oh, a hotel. Yeah. And when you sign the hotel, they Ooh, require you to guarantee blood. a certain number of rooms will be rented out. They're requiring you to do some food and beverage. I mean, if nobody comes, you're still on the hook for that. You That's can't say, true. "Hey, nobody registered." Sorry. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You could be on the hook for thirty, fifty, hundred thousand dollars. So it's kind of a scary thing. That is very true. In fact, a couple of weeks ago, I, I saw a gentleman that he's a YouTube guy. You know, he's a techie, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm doing an event." I go, "Oh, oh, oh, you're doing an event? Who's running your event?" He's like, "Uh, me." I'm like, "Are you the one dealing with the hotel?" He's like, "Uh, yeah." I'm like, "Oh, mistake." <laughs> <laughs> because they're in to make money. They're like, oh, yeah, you're going to have 150 people here. Sign a contract with your blood that says you're going to, you know, guarantee 150 rooms. And yeah, yeah people don't understand that. Oh, well, people, you know, get on hotelplanner.com and find something cheap five miles away. And I know you're so they stuck. Come to your event, they don't stay there. And it's like, oh, oh so anyway, yeah. it's nerve wracking. Yeah, it's, it it's a lot of things. So I'm glad you're doing them because I love events because then it's way better than a webinar or even a podcast. Like I get to see your eyes and look at you and feel your energy and ask you questions if that's a possibility and feel very interactive. It's very interactive. I I miss it. Pull back the curtain on my business. Mm. And I think that's one of the reasons I've connected with people and it continues to grow. Half the people that have come even to the first one say, when we're coming back, it's like the reunion because people become friends. We do something called your phobia buster. I have a shredder. You actually write down your fear and you shred it. And I mean, we do some things and have fun. Because listen, people need to move forward. So it's not just enough to inspire them. I want to get them into action. So anyway, it's a really cool event. We'd love I to love have that. You there. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. And I want to say in the events for just a second, mainly because, you know, like I said, I started this business in 2001 with doing events. 
And like my best friends in the world today came from that time in my life because we hung out. You hang out with someone for three days or four days, even if you're a participant or you're working the event or you're the speaker, like you know them, you know, you've broken bread with them. You've hung out with them breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You've maybe gone out and done some stuff and you, you bond on a different level. And anybody of those years that reach out to me via social media level, they're like, Hi, best friend. I know you. You know, it's a different level of conversation. So I just, I found it really interesting and awesome that you are still doing events. Why did you choose three years ago to say, I'm going back into this and I'm going into events now? Or say back into this. For you, it was new, correct? Yeah, I have some mentors and some people. I'm a high-level mastermind, and they're, most of my peers are doing it, and they're wondering what the hell took me so long. <laughs> and, you know, the truth be told, and you'll actually read about this and decide, it was those things that I was saying earlier. It's like, man, I know I could do good, but in the book, I talk about head trash. Mm. And it, these are a lot of self-limiting thoughts that people have. And so for me, I'm like, okay, so I've got this giant list. I've been in business for a long time. People are following me. i got lots of testimonials. What if I promote this and launch it and do it and nobody comes? <laughs> mm, <laughs> yeah. Man, that would be horrible. And then the other flip side of it is what if my list is responsive and a lot of people come. Somebody introduces me at the first morning of day one and I go up there and I freeze. I can't remember a damn thing of what I know about. You know, so a lot of these thoughts go through your head. And, you know, I finally, I said, I have to step up and practice what I preach. And, Mm. you know, what I say is I kicked that fear to the curb and I just stomped on it. And thank goodness I did because the first time I did it, there's a section that I teach on day two called success, mindset and money. And I actually talked about really my early days when I was so broken and debt and investing in myself and really believing in myself, even though I had no cash flow. I talked a lot about that. So it wasn't just, hey, look at me, I'm successful. And I, Heather, I promise you've probably seen this before. So I looked out and I saw three people with tears in their eyes. And I just, man, I said, this is hard for me to share, but it looks like it's really resonating. And those people came up to me on a break and said, Jim, thank you for sharing. I'm right where you were right now, what you told me is what I needed to hear to keep on keeping on. Mm. That hit me like a ton of bricks. I said, all right, I'm I'm doing another one. That's a power of live events. There's a negative and positive. There's like, you know, you can also see when your message isn't resonating, you know, when people are bored or they're rolling their eyes. But I love that because you can get that response. You can also get like, wow, this is making an impact with webinars and even podcasts, things like that. It's like a time shift. We don't know. It's all about numbers. Like, oh, well, five people bought. Okay. I think it's good. You know what I mean? Like, there's not that liveness of people don't like it. I do like it. There's applause. There's that real time connection to everything. And I, I did that in Success Bank Seminar in 2013. It's been a couple of years now in Vegas. And it was the first one I did in years. And I had the same fear you did. I'm like, I'm going to do this. And no one's going to show up. Like, mm, yeah. <laughs> it was this fear. And what was really interesting about that event later, because there were some big headliners, Joe Sugarman, Joe Polish, John Carlton, John Benson, myself. I mean, these are some big names. Yes. And what I found later, and I'm not kidding, this is a true story. What I found later, after the event is over, because we had a great group and it was really solid. It was about 50 people. It was a nice size. And I had people reach out to me and say, hey, I heard you had your event. I, I heard it was real. I'm like, what do you mean? Well, we thought it was a hoax. Mm. Like, why would it be a, why would I put that out there as a, like, that's, you know, that's crazy. They go, well, we just couldn't imagine that all those people in one room 
like we're coming to Vegas. And I was wow. like, well, you missed out. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's never going to happen again. So there you go. And that's the beauty, I think, of real events. That event that you had last year, it's never going to happen again. Those people, those exact same people, it's never going to happen again. This one coming in May, it's a true experience. You can't replay that webinar. You know, That's it's right. an experience. I just, you know, the, I the miss thing that. Is I purposely keep mine down of 40 or 50 people yeah. because the level of sharing that goes on, not only from me to the audience, but I don't think I could tell that level of story of myself being that vulnerable in front of, say, a thousand people. It just seems mm. like weird, right? Yeah. So I purposely keep them small. But from the very first event, Heather, what I found out is that when people got up, I said, by the way, feel free to interrupt me. I said, my only rule is if I have another speaker up here, they're not going to be as quick on the feet, haha. And so don't interrupt them. But at any point when I'm up here, if you want to get up and share or ask a question, you can do that. And so I started sharing some stuff. And all of a sudden, somebody put their hand up and said, Jim. And they got up and started talking about fear of public speaking or fear of this or fear of that. Mm. And says, I'm ready to do this. I'm ready. And then I, I reward everybody who stands up with a book or something. And that was so powerful. So what I realized is that having it as a small, intimate group really helps people bond. It makes them more open to sharing, you know, kind of like, hey, we're all in this together type thing. I agree. I completely agree. I just got back from the digital marketing seminar in San Diego and it was great. I loved it. However, it was like 4,000 people. I yeah. think. I mean, yeah. it was so full of content that I didn't really get to any of the content, you know, because I was constantly, every time I walk through the lounge area or the lobby, which you had to go through to get to something, you saw a thousand people you do. So you never got there. But I found it harder to connect with new people. I mean, I connected, of course, with some amazing friends of mine over the years, but there was this whole other world of people that I never got to meet because it was so big. It was too big. You know, it was like a conference. It wasn't necessarily yeah. 40 people. Wow, I get to like go over and say hello to each person and like at least have some kind of conversation that we've met, we've bonded. And over the years, I now always know you. And that's a whole other level of conversation. And as entrepreneurs, I remember the moment when I was in Marco Island and I moved here. People always ask me, why'd you move on Marco Island? And this kind of goes back to events. I want to see your point is I came to Austin because I knew I'd be surrounded by other entrepreneurs. That was the whole point. That was the whole reason. And I'm from Texas, so it kind of worked. But don't you think events and Live events, let's just point out that live events are a place where people actually get to like experience who they are. I would say if it's done correctly, right? Mm. I've, I've been to a lot of events in the last eight, nine years. I've been to really big ones, you know, like Ryan puts on and back in the day when Glacier Kennedy was really huge, I've been to small ones. It all depends on the host and the format. I mean, the host dictates the feel of the event. People that know me, I mean, just like you and I are talking, this is how I talk in front of a, I think it's healthy just to be real and authentic and not to be a put on. And so that attracts people to feel comfortable. When you use some self-deprecating humor and I share the bad as well as the good, people feel like, wow, okay, I'm, then it's okay that I haven't done this yet too, right? So it all depends. Now, I've been to events where people get up there and they, oh, so I was born under a bridge, I was poor and... I had no money, and but when I was 12, I discovered the secret to success, and now I'm a millionaire. And by the way, pass out the order form, 20 grand. Right. I mean, you got to go take a shower. <laughs> I've been there. I've been in that room. <laughs> yeah. So I don't do that. I mean, for yeah. better or worse, I am who I am. I mean, from the time people get there in the welcome reception, I'm there shaking hands. I'm there. I stay during the event. I'm not like hiding in the back, making some grand entrance. You know, it's just, it's a room full of entrepreneurs who, in my language, want to grow a dream business. I really feel the event business is a lost art. It's a little bit of a lost art nowadays. I think it's coming back. And I love the fact that you're, I mean, you're like the only person in the last six months, eight months that I've even talked to that's doing events. 
Isn't that crazy? And everyone's doing webinars. Everyone's doing other kinds of digital media event, quote unquote, events. But no one's really doing that hands on. Like the virtual Virtual. summits. Oh, talk about a big yawner. I don't like those. Yeah. I feel like it's a pitch fest. Oh, look, it's a virtual summit. It's not only a pitch fest. It's all intended for the person who's hosting it to get their list built on the backs of other people. Yeah. And what do you think the intention in the world of business, what do you think the intention of seminars are? I mean, obviously, there's a content piece. But what's the big picture in a business plan, would you say? Put on a seminar? Yeah. Like, well, why are you com- doing it? Well, in a let's be side? completely candid. It's not simply to make $197 per seat because you can barely cover your costs that way. I mean, in truth of it is, it's one of the best ways that you can get people to learn more about you, to experience you, and make a decision if you're the one that they would like to help build their business. So, for example, I do make the, about the only offer that's made, or it's not even an offer because I approve everybody, but there's an invitation to apply to be in my coaching program. That's the only thing that happens in three days, right? You know, it's not a thing where everybody gets to join. Oh, I'm going to join. It truly is by invitation only. But the thing is, so that's the reason you'll see a lot of people do these events because they're most likely in the coaching business. Short of doing a live event, the only way for people to get to know you is to either read your books. Maybe they hear you speak. If it's for an extended period of time, it might be an hour and a half. They can yeah. check you out on webinars or videos. But, you know, it's pretty hard to hide who you are over two to three days, mm. you know, because you're, you're always, I think you're always on. And what that means is you're always on. And so if, if you say one thing, if you say, I don't know what, but let's say you say something, then that night you're in the bar cursing and where, you know, whatever you're doing, it's incongruent with the image you've kind of painted of yourself, who you are. People will find out about you, mm. right? And I think people buy authenticity and they buy experience. And so it's a great way. Now, it's a double-edged sword because some people may come thinking they really like you and then they experience you for three days and think you're a complete boob. I don't know. <laughs> so, But that's okay because you're not meant to do business with everybody. So yeah. it's one of the only things that you can do to really, what I say, get a full measure of who mm-hmm. somebody is and make a decision if there's somebody you want to learn from on a continuing basis. Mm, that's so true. That is true. I think the people that I've spent the most money with, let's just say in some kind of context of masterminds or coaching of that level, I met first in person and usually as at an event, most likely it was at some event place and then either they were speaking or whatever. And then the offer was made to go to another level. And it's usually then that you spend that kind of level of money. I don't think I've ever spent a large amount of money on someone I've just met online. I mean, exactly. was, you know what I mean? Like, of you know, course, when, so courses. in 2007, somebody introduced me to Dan Kennedy. It was just a marketing, you know, entrepreneurial buddy. Hey, have you ever heard of Dan Kennedy? No. Who is he? Oh, he's a very smart entrepreneur. And so I went on Amazon. Darn, there's like a hundred books to choose from. So I picked one. It was no BS direct marketing. I loved it. I mean, I totally resonated with his very conversational style and his no BS. He just tells it, it is. I appreciate that. And he's also a big fan of newsletters, which was my main deal back then, right? He's like preaching newsletters. Hey, yay, Dan. And so I immediately read that one book, and then I jumped on Amazon and ordered all the other books. No BS Wealth Attraction, you know, Perfect Sales Letter, whatever that's called. But I read them all, and that caused me to go to a super conference. Mm. And when I sat in my first super conference in 2009, I think there was probably twelve or 1,300 people there at the time. Mm -hmm. And when Dan went up on stage, I was literally kind of mesmerized mesmerized by his, it's not an aw shucks attitude. It's really an, I don't give a crap what yeah, you think about that's me. Dan. Yeah, I love it. But he said some stuff. I mean, Dan and I are pretty close to the same age, you know, really good work ethic and stuff. We, you know, I, I spent a lot of years in retail, like really, you know, in the trenches, as he would say. So I really resonated with the guy. 
But I learned so much about, you know, creating celebrity expertise. You anoint yourself, stop answering your phone, all this different stuff. And the more I implemented it, the more it worked for me. And so the more I kept buying and buying and buying, even like I buy one last year, but I think the year before he launched, you know, his typical $2,000 product, boom, I just ordered it. (laughs) And because, listen, if I find one or two nuggets, even though I knew full well, chance of me going through the entire program is slim. But if I go through half of it, I'm going to pull out one or two things that will easily make me 2000 plus. And so that's, but you know, so I read Dan's books, became a fan, but it wasn't until I sat through at that time. I say, I think their events were three days with one or two bonus days. And I used to Mm -hmm. stay for the entire thing. Mm -hmm. And you know, then you really get an idea of who that person is. Yeah, you really do. You also see what kind of host he is, you know, and host and how he treats his guests. I think I was there. Which one was that? 2009? I think the first one I went to is when Nito Cobain was the guest speaker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yes. We were at the same event, right? Yeah, we were. I mean, I love Dan. I just love what he stands for. He actually had Kathy Ireland. Were you there for that one? Yeah, I was there for that. Yep. Okay, I by never, the way. I never missed one mm-hmm. until I, last year I stopped year. because they're... Yeah, but Kathy Ireland one I really loved. It really changed my life. Now you have to remember when she said, I don't know if you remember that one, but I do specifically because I really wanted to sit close because I mean, I think she's amazing as a female and one of the few female main people he's had before. So I kind of made a point to kind of try to get an early to sit near the front. And I remember I had to like elbow all these guys because they're like, I got to get close to Kathy, you know, (laughs) I was laughing so hard. I'm like, have I seen this? All these grown men or like literally nine to be in front of Kathy Island. But the one thing that she taught me from that, it was really something that Dan, you know, brought up, but she really honed it in the world of licensing. I mean, her whole business has been about creating nothing and licensing her name. And I thought, wow, that's a mind shift. I mean, that was a mind shift. That was a total mind shift. I never thought in a million years, I'm like, what's licensing? What does that do? So I really took that on. And that's what I'm kind of doing right now with Sexy Boss. And so, not only with Kathy yeah. licensing, but Gene Simmons. I mean, yeah. the king of oh. licensing. That was an amazing one. Oh. And, but yeah, Kathy, and she's a really classy lady. She's classy. And, you know, gorgeous. Just, yeah. Stunning, gorgeous. Every guy in there was like just drooling. <laughs> and I think the favorite part of I love about Dan, and this is again, something you can't really understand until you go to a seminar, is here's this girl, I call it, he's a girly guy. You know, he's not girly, but like a, like a bear, like a guy, you know? And then all of a sudden he's got this dog. He treats this dog like this yeah. little baby. And when you hear him say, come here, Dan, you know, like that, you're just like, did that just happen? Did I just see Dan Kitty? That's when you fall in love with him. I just think it, that's part of being in a live event where you fall in love with the person, not just because of their expertise, because he is smart as heck. It's more about, I like him. I like who he is. He's congruent. He's consistent. He's a nice guy. And I remember doing events back in the real estate days, because that's when I got my teeth wet basically in this business is I knew a lot of the guys, not all of them, but a lot of the guys who they said they were on stage were not who they were behind scenes because I'd be the one hanging out with them and going to dinners and stuff like this. And I saw who they really were, you know, when the curtain was closed. And I thought, I don't like that. I don't like that who they are on stage and who they are behind the scenes. They're not congruent. No. I and, hated you know, that. I actually got burned. I will never name names. I'm just not that yeah, type I'm not gonna of person. Names. But I got connected with somebody who was a high roller, blah, 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 blah. And he stiffed me for like six grand. 
I, I chalked it up to a life learning lesson. I mean, I could have yeah. made a big deal. I could have gone, but you know what? Who needs all that bad press? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. You know, so I just, I chalked it up to a learning lesson and I won't go into it, but you know, you're right. It's like, you got to look past the shine and the glitz. Yeah. yeah. And I think going to live events, you can do that more than being behind the scenes, you know, but still I saw a lot of people at events because they would, you know, shelter themselves and do certain things. And believe me, I've been burned myself, but I honestly feel that's because you've been burned. I've been burned. I think that gives us a better essence when we're out there doing a live event ourselves, or you are, because I'm not doing them right now is you're more willing to be more authentic because you don't want that to happen to somebody else, exactly. you know? So I love that. So I didn't know we were going to go today, but I just want to <laughs> say, you know, I love events because a lot of people don't talk about them. Everyone talks about strategy and, you know, and newsletters are great. I love newsletters. I love email marketing and they are a great strategy. Don't get me wrong. But I think events is just that another level and small business owners, they kind of have an event every day when they have a client come in the door and they say hello to them and they have some kind of consult or whatever it is, or their dentist or chiropractor or acupuncturist, they're having that connection already. And as entrepreneurs and coaches, sometimes we don't always have that, you know, and I think events is, I think it's a dying art, but I hopefully with this podcast, people will say, Hey, I, I want to do that. I want to do maybe event. they say, let's go see Jim's event. Are you, yeah. So no. darn awesome. I think, no, yes. And I think they should go see you. That's another piece of it. I think you couldn't be a great seminar person or anyone can't without going and experiencing it, you know? Yep. Yeah. You, like you can't be a great podcast host without first listening to podcasts, right? So the same thing. So thank you so much for everything. And how can people find you and how can they find how to get to your event? How can they buy a ticket from you? Well, great. I'll give you two things. Dream Biz Academy, dreambizacademy.com is for the event. And there's still early registration discounts there. And if they want to connect with me and learn more and things like that, it's getjimpalmer.com, www.getjimpalmer.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. I love that. Anything else you want to say? Last words? And how can they find your Decide book that I just got? Oh, well, thanks for reminding me there because here we are in kind of secondary launch mode. Which oh, so great. The deal with Decide 2.0 is we added two more chapters from a couple of things people are asking me about. So, you know, I'll whip out two more chapters. We'll do another launch on it. So it's Decide for Success book, DecideforSuccessBook.com. I will mail actual paperback book. It's not a digital download for free. The only thing is it's six ninety five for the shipping and handling, but we will mail you an actual book. It'll go out within twenty four hours. And I will say candidly, this book has the power to change your life and change the direction of your business. It does. To be honest, I haven't read all the way through, but I've read through three chapters and I really love it. I really do love your candor, your honesty, and your authenticity of the book. So thank you for that. And thank you for doing what you had to do to get that out there in the world. So thank you for being on the show. My pleasure, Heather. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. Awesome, everyone. This is Heather Havenwood. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Interested in coaching with Heather? Go to heatherhavenwood.com and sign up for a business discovery consultation. Here is your free gift for listening. Get three audio chapters of Heather's book, Sexy Boss, How Women Empowerment is Changing the Rulebook, when you text the word sexy to 7200. Again, text the word sexy, that is S-E-X-Y, to 7200, and receive your three audiobook chapters. Number is good only in North America. For outside the USA, text sexy to plus one, Three two three four five seven double two double eight. 
text sexy to plus one three two three four five seven double two double eight. Long distance charges may apply. Heather wants to hear from you. Questions you want answered on the show. Comments, interview requests. Email media at sexywellsync.com or leave a private voicemail. 51 Boss is me. Again, the number is 512 677 4763. Check out all of Heather's sites. Heatherhavenwood.com. Sexybossinc.com. E2Lab.com. DatingTriggers.com. This is a sexy boss rap. This podcast is a copyright of Havenwood Worldwide, LLC.